Welcome back, Get in the Ring Podcast, aka Fight Club Men's Ministry. Yeah. AKA great things going on, brother. That's right. Going on, starting with um the Fight Club men's event. Was the bonfire? What are we calling it now? Fight night, baby. Fight night. Fight night. Fight night at Brian's Motorsports here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Yeah. Six PM to eight PM. Yep. Live Recovery music. Refuge is going to be there. Oh, that's awesome. Talking about uh, what God's doing in that ministry, which is pretty incredible. So. Yeah. What else we got going on? Mm, uh, Fight Club's going to grow. It's going to grow. It's going to be this year. I feel like we're going to grow and we're going to reach more men. And you know, we're going to get the get the get, get some men to Christ that normally uh, I don't think would get there. Y'all. So we're going to have chili. Mm-hmm. I got to make some healthy chili. Hmm. We'll see how that Like goes. turkey Hormel chili or? <laughs> Probably somewhere in between. <laughs> There'll definitely be turkey yeah. involved. You think? Yeah. No, but, I'll make it happen, man. I made, I made healthy Mexican pizzas like Taco Bell the other day out of yeah. turkey. Yeah. Well, I think there may be a couple hundred people there, so there'll definitely be three people to eat it. <laughs> as long as I got something. Yeah. I don't think any women will be there, though, so. Yeah, just me. <laughs> so, today's episode. Measure your faith. Based on the story of Peter. All right, man. What you got? All right. So, your how was your son? Which one? The youngest? Yeah, the youngest. Four. Four. Does he know how to swim? Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who who taught him? You or combination? The wife. Yeah. If I asked her, she'd say yeah. I taught. Yeah. Okay. And the YMCA a little bit. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, he did lessons. Last cool. Year, so. so think about being on the edge of the pool. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're in the water. I, I picture this with my kids. So I'm sitting on the water, and the kids up there, and they're all frantic, right? Because they're up on the edge of the pool, and you know, initially, you know, they got the float on, whatever, right? Their security, mm-hmm. and I stay like super close to them because all I'm trying to do at this point is just get them to jump off the edge to me. I'll catch them. Mm-hmm. They'll go like waist in, right? And building. of course, they're frantic and freaking, right? Yeah, building the courage. Yeah. So you do that, then you hold them, you know, it's good. You know, you congratulate them. You're, oh, great job, right? And then you what? You put them back up there. And you take a step back. Take a step back, right? But it takes a minute, right? You kind of got to build that up. Mm -hmm. Um, The child is building confidence, Mm -hmm. faith, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, dad's got me. Yeah, Dad's got me. My father's got me. He's not going to let me go in there. That's right. Yeah. So as they next thing you know, they're jumping off a little bit, a little bit without all the shaking and scaring and crying and complaining and you threatening if you don't jump, I'm gonna <laughs> spank you or whatever, right? And then you grow up and you're like, don't jump off that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'll they jump off a little bit more confidence. Their hands are open when they jump. Their legs are open because they are just like I'm jumping because Dad's gonna catch me. I'm gonna get a little wet, but it's cool. Eyes are open. Eyes are open. At the beginning, they're closed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you scoot back, right? And you may, you probably aren't going to accomplish all this in one trip to the pool, yeah. right? It's going to take a couple times, maybe a summer, hopefully not. Yeah, but you got to be patient with it. Yeah, it's not something you want to rush. Yeah, yeah, because there's even though uh, you're his father, mm-hmm. that's understood, but it's still going to take a minute to um, get over our own internal fears and mm-hmm. stuff of being off the edge of the water. That's right. Right. And the water's just, it's just scary. It's just scary. And so, anyways, eventually you scoot back three steps, right? Yeah. And they jump real far to you. And then at some point, 
they're going to jump and you're not going to catch them because you've, you've, you've moved back far enough that they're going to have to go underwater a little bit, right? But you're going to grab them real quick, pull them up, right? right? And as that goes and that progresses, you're going to keep scooting back and they're going to get the confidence to know they're going to go in and they're going to swim to you or, you know, and then the next thing you know, you know, you're 10 feet behind, right? One, the arm floaties are gone, but the waist one's there or whatever or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're, you know, they're in the water and now they're learning how to swim. The distance has, has grown. Um, the celebration's bigger, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes a little bit of trial and error and time and faith and belief and confidence and all these many things. Right. Yeah. So I thought about that. So when you think about Peter and he goes into, it's Matthew 14. And you remember when they, um, when Jesus, uh, the disciples were on the side uh, of the bank of, uh, of the river there, whatever, uh, ocean sea. sea mm-hmm. And, you know, all these people had came to see him. Uh, it's like 5,000 came to see Jesus speak. And because he was going around doing miracles, all these amazing things. And it was Jesus. And um, all these people were hungry. But they only had like five loaves of bread and, you know, a handful of fish, right? Right. And then they were, the good side was like, hey, we need to tell everybody. Like, we don't, we just don't, have, hang on a second, guys. And he fed 5,000 through that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So move forward. He, Jesus immediately told them to get on the boat and go out into the sea. Mm-hmm. And then he separated himself and went up and prayed, you know, went by himself. Okay. Well, if you remember the middle of the night, remember uh, this like this horrific storm came. Yep. Now the guy, the disciples are on the boat after seeing such a just insane miracle, mm-hmm. right? And then you think about all the five thousand people that literally five thousand people saw. You know, our church holds uh, the the main worship holds twenty three hundred people, packed. That's capacity. Mm-hmm. So twice as many of that many people. Mm-hmm. are fed they're cheering they're you know just amazing you just feel all that energy right right they had so much left over the disciples actually had 12 baskets of bread left over that they took with them into the boat mm-hmm. so they're in the boat you know that so they, they got a visual uh remembrance right here of what just happened right they got all this bread the storm comes um they're you know it's just them and as you remember the disciples saw something, an image, because it's the middle of the night, okay? They saw an image, and the disciples screamed out, that's a ghost, it's a ghost, remember? Mm-hmm. But then Peter said, Jesus, is that you? Mm-hmm. In the Scripture, it literally says, it says in the Scripture, hey, Jesus, is that you? And he said, it is I. And don't be afraid. Peter said, well, if it's you, command me to come out to the water. Jesus like, all right, come on, come, right? Yeah. Well, Peter got up and got out of the boat, right? So the storm's still happening. Mm-hmm. Storm he controls. He gets out of the boat without hesitation, and he starts walking towards Jesus. Yeah. Then what happens? Starts freaking out, yeah. Yeah. Um, you ever walked on water? Man, I tried a couple <laughs> times. My skid across water. <laughs> Think about just getting in the getting out in the water with a storm. 
period. Yeah. Or just being in a boat. Right. In a storm. Now he can see Jesus. He he is the only one that said that's Jesus. Yeah. So his his faith's pretty good. I mean, he recognized him. He you felt, know, he probably felt him. Yeah. You know. So he starts walking and he's distracted. The wind, the waves, the fear, mm. all that stuff, right? So you think about your child swimming to the bank. They realize they're swimming. But the adrenaline is what got them to that point. Mm-hmm. They were also focused on daddy, too, eye mm-hmm. contact. So just by that, their body naturally was kicking and moving and doing stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. not perfect, but it was getting it done. But then they realized the corner of their eye, hey, the side of the pool is like 10 foot from me right now. Mm-hmm. Dad's still four foot away from me. Mm-hmm. And then the panic starts, and we, you know, as parents, we, like, kind of leap forward real quick and grab them, mm-hmm. right? So Peter's out on the water, and he, he see, he same thing happens, right? So pumped on Jesus. Hey, Jesus, that's you. Think about it. Jesus, that's you. Tell me to come out there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's adrenaline to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, he's still fired up over the, what he, the miracle he just saw. That's right. If that's you, come on. Come on, then. Let's go. Let's, you know. So he, he goes out without even hesitation. Didn't check with the other guys. Didn't say, what do y'all think this is? Who do you think this is? No. He just, I'm in. So he goes out there, and of course, um, he starts sinking. Right? He starts going. He lo- he's not walking on water anymore. He goes down. But then Jesus does what? Mm-hmm. Grabs him, don't he? Yep. But then he made a statement to him. He says, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Because it says that as soon as he was afraid, he began to, to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Yeah. You know, Dad, help. Mm-hmm. Right? Immediately, Jesus reached out to his hand and called him. There was no hesitation there. Mm-hmm. Our, we call our father. You, Your son calls on you. There's no hesitation. No. Right? It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be in a pool. It could be in mm-hmm. right now while we're talking. If, you're, if you heard your son outside the door here outside and he was he was hollering daddy come help me yeah you do you wouldn't be like did you hear that or hang on i'll be there in a minute we're doing a podcast or you know what i'm saying like yep. you would you wouldn't even pull your headphones out you just run out and they'd fall off and chair kick to the side and yeah you know what i'm saying i think your dad instincts would kick in too yeah mm. right mm-hmm. so it's funny <clears throat> funny thing so so many so many of them so many um instincts do kick in yep right high alert frank right okay well, if we do that with such urgency and such passion, how do you think our Father does it for us when we call out for Him to save us? More. The emotion just shot yeah, through just, me thinking yeah, about that. I know. While you're telling this story, even even with the bread, there's so much I want to talk about. It's John, when we're in a storm... And we have enough faith to recognize our Father. And we have enough faith to walk out on that water, to go into a situation not knowing the outcome, mm-hmm. but knowing that we see our Father, and that's that will that is that will fill our need to do mm-hmm. so. That's right. We don't have to have the rationalization of the why. No. Because our faith is going to carry us through to that point. Our faith is the why. And our love. Yep. 
but also our faith and our confidence and security to know that our Father will immediately be there for us in those situations. That's right. Doesn't mean we won't go through a storm. No. It does mean sometimes we walk alone. It shows that he's there throughout every storm. A lot of times. Yeah. yeah. These disciples, I mean, they they were a unit. But even in that situation there, when you're with other believers, it doesn't mean that your walk is equivalent to everybody else's walk. Never. Or your purpose isn't everybody else's purpose. Your reasoning isn't everybody else's reasoning. But he says you have little faith. Why did you doubt? So I feel like Peter's kind of gotten the bad end of the stick because I think it makes us feel better as sinful people, same as everybody else. It makes us feel better to say, Peter, oh, he had little faith. Like I would have more faith. Right? I, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. And, and it's like, does he fall because he doesn't have faith to walk to Jesus? Or does he fall because of all the distractions that took his mind off Jesus? See what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. When your son is um, swimming and that distance increases, you're trying mm-hmm. to teach him, correct? Right. And then once he learns how to swim, he should be good, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus was here for many reasons, but one reason was to come in flesh, to show us in flesh how to live and give us examples. And that was an opportunity to do one-on-one scrimmages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Role play, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that situation was an opportunity to show how he's there, but it's to strengthen their faith for what's coming because there was so much more that came in after oh, this, yeah, right? Sure. But also the guys that didn't get out of the boat. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's say that Peter walked six foot, six mm-hmm. steps. Jesus was 10. Measuring your faith, you know, I think how many steps would I get? Right. How strong is my faith? Yep. How far do I get into a storm or get into a situation where I freak out and and my faith weakens? A lot of times. Do you think Peter would walk farther the second time if that happened again? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't think he was ever supposed to walk to Jesus all the way. Because that would make him equal to Jesus. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is Jesus is Jesus. Right. So there was it was never I don't think it was ever designed for him to swim. Because unlike us with our child, I think Jesus would have kept stepping back. Yeah, because I mean you gotta think. If Jesus is in the water already, he's not in the boat. Yeah. So it was a matter of testing his faith. Mm-hmm. To start with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was prepared to say ye with little faith before he even stepped out of the boat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To show here's your measuring stick for faith. Not necessarily to prove a point, right? Mm-hmm. But as you say, as another example of he he probably was never meant to get all the way to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? Or Jesus would have been in the boat to start with. Yeah. I mean, you gotta think about the whole story. It's just like symbology, symbolic 
ways um, with the bread before that even happens. Mm-hmm. In my mind, hearing the story and reading the story before, is he's got a little bit of bread, and he says, okay, boom, there's a lot of bread, saying basically I got a few things, but look at how many people I can feed from those few things. Yeah. And if you think about that spiritually, how many people can you feed on your daily walk? Yeah. It's all symbolic, same yeah. as me, same as us, right? And then to take it out there as a measurement of, okay, you just saw that take place. Mm-hmm. And you still didn't make it to me in the water. Yeah. How strong is your faith? So, yeah, I mean, it's dead on, man. You're right. So when you think about that too, man, um, his distance. So when he got back to the boat, you do you think any of those guys were like saying, Peter, you, you little faith. Look at him. This dude, he didn't have any faith. Do you think they said anything like that? I don't think they did. No. No. No, because they had none. Mm-hmm. No, none, not the extremes it sounds, right? Right. But compared to. Jesus called Peter because Peter recognized him. Right. You see what I'm saying? It could have been any of the individuals in the boat, that this, mm-hmm. but it was meant to happen for Peter because Peter ended up preaching and doing some miraculous things in the future, right? Right. So it was in preparation, too, to see that. Um, but in our life, when you're like a new Christian, it's the same way on the side of the boat. Like, unfortunately, it's baby steps, you know? Yeah. yeah. You the know, first step's important. You know, it always says God will, will not give you what you can't handle, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. So, you know, when you're a new Christian and people are new in your walk. Maybe you've been a Christian, but you, you, you haven't utilized it any. You've just kind of been there, right? You've been sitting in the boat this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, in the beginning, it's just going to be a, it's just going to be jumping in, and then it's just going to be to, you know, a couple feet swimming, right. right? And then as you grow in your maturity with God, that that length is going to extend, but it's going to extend through storms, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It does not extend sitting in the boat. Nope. If nope. if I was those guys, I would be devastated that I did not recognize Jesus. Number one, yeah. And I didn't even attempt to get out of the boat. It would have been paper, rock, scissors or something, you know? Well, we'd pushed each other over trying yeah. to get out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last one's right next. Yeah, because yeah. you missed an opportunity. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and you know, I'm sitting here thinking, how? I mean, why do they even have to ask if it was Jesus? Like, you know that presence had to be felt like it's unquestionable. You ready? Yeah. Because Jesus wants us to see him through the most difficult times and not be distracted by the situation we're in or the test that we're in or the trial that we're in or the sea, uh, the trauma, whatever we're in. Mm-hmm. He wants us to have a clear vision of him mm-hmm. because it's just like so many stories in the Bible. We have to... Um, we have to acknowledge to surrender ourselves to him and to know that he's the only one that could rescue us from that mm-hmm. to bring us out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we go through situations and our fear keeps us so um, bound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That we freeze and we retrieve and we isolate and we hide. Talk ourselves out of it. 
that can't be Jesus. Yeah. Peter says it's Jesus, but I don't, I, I can't tell. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. And that's because our mind's going a million miles an hour yeah. over anxiety. We're also looking at like um, past situations. Like all these things are happening yep. because it's muddying up the water mm. from us seeing him. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. And here's a cool thing, too, which is, doesn't say it's specific, but I would like to believe it. It says, you're a little faith, you, you know, why did you doubt, right? Okay, we established that. Then it said, when they got into the boat, when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. I, when Jesus immediately, you know, saved uh, Peter, mm-hmm. I feel like he brought him up to the water, back up to the water. Yeah. Okay. If he was 10 feet or 50 feet or five, whatever he was, right, I believe that they walked together back into the boat. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a theologian say, or anything. It doesn't say he didn't. It doesn't say he picked him up and threw him back in the boat. I don't think, him. I don't think they ascended over to the boat personally. Jesus could have. Yeah, I, I see him reaching down, picking him up, pulling him to his feet, saying, you have little faith. Basically, look at where you are now. Yeah. You're, you're standing on water. Mm-hmm. Now let's walk back to the boat. Yeah. That's that's what I'd like to believe. Yeah. And I think that um, because, A, that makes the most sense to me, because he was already walking on water. Because that allowed him to show faith that now you have it. I pulled you up. Now let's go. Yeah. Would it show you <clears throat> that I fell short to you, Jesus, but with you, Jesus, mm. I can do anything. Which was the point to start with. Yeah. Yeah. When your son swims to you and he swims that four feet, right? And that was a big accomplishment. Or maybe it's two feet. You know, we we would like to, but normally we walk them back to the side of the pool. Mm-hmm. Or we kind of hold them right mm-hmm. by the hand. And guide them back mm-hmm. because what we're doing there is we're giving them the confidence and the assurance and the love that daddy had you the whole time. Yep. Right. And then that's going to give them confidence, you know, as we're talking and walking back, it's going to give them confidence to get back up and then come and then do it again, but to do it at a further distance possibly. Man, I got a story for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not off subject. But we did do, you know, when we moved to Hendersonville, we went down to the YMCA here. Yeah. And, you know, they got some very strict rules on kids swimming, which, hey, I'm all for safety. Yeah. And um, in order to play in a certain area of the pool, they said, okay, the seven-year-old's got to take, at that time six, has to take a swimming test. Mm. Okay, cool, man. You got this, man. Swim all the time. <laughs> swim in creeks, you know, whatever. <laughs> swim in a swimming pool. So what's 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 realistic about that story and i can't mm-hmm. help but share this because i'm visual in this as you're saying it yeah exactly the metaphor you're trying to tie together mm. is i'm like all right cool man what's he got to do and they're this that and the other but he's got to swim the length of this pool mm-hmm. and i'm like okay he's got this so instinctively he starts and i start walking down the side mm. like whistle blows come back i'm like what you can't walk beside him mm. You're a distraction. He'll reach over for you. Mm. Exactly what you're saying. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, matter of fact, you can't be right here. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. You know? 
Like, all right, cool. They're trained. It's all good. Mm. So I go up to the balcony, and I'm watching over. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt if I'd have been there and walked beside him, he would have swam that whole length of the pool. Yeah. He got halfway, and you start seeing him look around. Yeah. And he reaches to the side. Yeah. Disqualified. Same thing. But I couldn't help but visualize that as you're telling the story because it tied it together for me because that recently just happened, you know, not even a year ago. And it, it allowed me for that visual that you're trying to get at. There was a distraction. Distraction. There was confidence, lost in faith. I don't have that next to me. I went halfway. Oops. Let me yeah. grab the edge. Mm. Yeah, there's a story there with that. But he can swim. He can swim. I mean, we go tubing. Yeah. You know, kayak. He can swim. But the absence of the father yep. creates fear. Yep. And then the things of the world, which a kid get, at a young age, they have stuff too, you know. For sure. They're not our stuff, but there's still a dramatic amount of fear in us, right? Especially nowadays. So think about how that's relatable to, like, our lives as grown men. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't believe uh, people can get over addictions, and I don't believe marriages can be mended, and I don't believe adultery can be forgiven, and I don't believe, um, you know, drugs without without God. I think you can temporarily, I think anybody can temporarily temporarily um, remove something from their life, but I don't think that it, it's not going to sustain because it's not truly been removed. You've just been able to avoid it. But when hmm. a storm happens, That's right. you don't have a father to focus on to take those additional steps needed. Or an accountability. It's worse than that. You don't have a father to grab you immediately, no hesitation, immediately, and love on you and take you back to the side. That's right. So the absence of the father, mm-hmm. the it it mostly anything's unattainable. If it is attainable, mm-hmm. it is a temporarily attained. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when you think about stuff that you go through your life, like Peter had little faith. I'm like, bro, you why aren't you talking about the people in the boat? Yeah, quit hating on Peter, because yes, he did have little faith, but he had faith. That's right. So that's why when somebody is going through something in their life and they fail and they have difficulties and they're a Christian and all this good things, like it's not my job to beat them up. No. You know what I say? I get it. Mm-hmm. I tell them I get it. Now, if you're doing it willingly and everything, yeah, you you need to you need to check yourself. Yeah, for sure. You know, but you can tell when somebody is trying super hard, and it really sucks too because I think the more you grow with God. Those those storms are become more rapid at times, and the waves are higher, the wind's stronger. That's right. And it's really tough to to really extend yourself out on that faith. Yeah. Right. But we know if we stay in the stay in the boat, I'm not really looking to ride the storm out. Not a. No growth comes from staying in your comfort zone. Right. No. Which is what the boat is. To have a father that's going to immediately save us, 
uh, without hesitation, same as we would our child, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you not want that relationship? And why would you not go through your life and through um, your your daily activities, like everything? Why would you not want that father walking along the side of the pool with you? Why would you? Why would you not? I don't. I don't understand. At one time, I didn't understand because I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't explained it. Yeah. And I let the world. I was more in an earthly mindset than an eternal mindset. Mm-hmm. And to know that our Father is is going to love us back to the boat. Mm-hmm. I think Peter had a tremendous amount of faith. He was. I mean, Peter has his own thing too. So, I mean, he did. You know, he was. He had his own. He had his own things for sure. But who doesn't? Right. Show me somebody. Yeah. So the walking on water to me is just a measure because I do firmly believe if Peter had the opportunity to do it again, that he would he would he would walk a lot farther of a distance to yeah. Jesus. I'm not yeah. saying he would get to him that time either, because again, Jesus was the unsinful, holy right. Son of God. Right. So he can't be equal to Jesus. He couldn't have just like walked out there and was like give him a hug. I don't believe that. Maybe not even high five. Because he gets managing expectations like. Yeah. But I have to do that too, though, because yeah. think about this, John. If I think that my earthly body and my, with my, even though it's um, engulfed with the Holy Spirit, I still have to understand that things are not always going to be perfect, and that you know, like I'm not Jesus. I'm not. I can't be. No. You know. But what a measuring stick. Yeah. As long as we're working to get closer and closer and closer and closer. The last thing, your walk, John, is being seen by others. Your walk will impact others. Your walk will be a testimony for others. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones in the boat that are watching. You're right. And honestly, it could have more effect on their life than it actually does on you or me. And we're the ones that's doing it. It's a lot of truth to that. That's good. You're talking about strengthening up the disciples, Jesus, in that mm-hmm. scenario? Mm-hmm. So he gave them the miracle, right? That's when the really good thing happens <laughs> in life, right? Yeah. Not your day-to-day. Right, yeah, exactly. Right? That's mm-hmm. when that big deal comes through and, you know, the vehicles are great, you know, bonus and, you know, wins ga- the kids win games and, you know, all, you know, your your personal goals are being achieved. Like, that's the feat. That's where you're like, yes, God, woohoo, right? Got to be that way. That's our miracle, yep. right? That's our five to 5,000. Yeah. But immediately after that, mm-hmm. because we have to be humble, right? Because mm-hmm. I know when they got on that boat that night, that place was rocking. Them guys were like, oh, my God, you just see that's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, like high five. I don't know what they did back, chest bumping. I don't know, right? Yeah. And then that, the storm. Yeah, that, that, that's why it's like you just saw this miracle. Like, how could you yeah. doubt what you're about to do? That's life. Yeah. That's life. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And that's okay. Your highs and lows. Yeah. That's okay. Because we know our father's there. Mm-hmm. Our father, we're not going to fail the swim test. Yeah. And, and, and that's what, you know, and I'm not knocking anybody does this, but like lately that I've grown the way I have in Christ. When people say, Jesus be with us, I'm, I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, he's always with us. Yeah. Like, to me, saying that is, 
a yeah. lack of faith. Like, yeah. do you think for a minute he's not going to be right there with us in everything we do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, if he's know, not, it's because you're not realizing yeah. he's there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in those times, though, is where we see, you know what I'm saying, we're, we're, we're road tested. Yeah. And, and that's why we can't, that's why um, uh, Paul said, you know, take pleasure in, in your endure inflictions and da, 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 or trials and all this, right? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody likes it, but when I played sports and I do stuff, like, I don't mind competition. Hmm. You know, I don't mind winning. I don't mind trying to win. I hate losing. Yeah. But if I play again, I'm going to learn something from that loss. Try You learn Hopefully. from losing. Yeah. You yeah. didn't win it. Yeah. So he was doing it, and I think the same example today God does with us, but in more of a spiritual spiritual form, and that is to show us and, and let us say, you know, I, there's situations I go in, I'm like, God, man, I failed there, and I shouldn't have. You know, because I was like, yeah. man, I let my anxiety get in. Mm-hmm. I let the de- you know, I let things happen. I'm like, God. But I will remember that when the situation comes back up, I'm not going to lose my cool, right? Yeah. I'm not going to be reactive or emotional or situational, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be more like focused on Jesus, which is my destination, mm-hmm. right? Because I have such a massive security in, in my salvation in, the, in, in him saving me and that he's protecting me and he loves me. He loves me and he loves everybody. That's right. Man, we're here for a short period of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What we do in that short period of time yeah. determines what we do in the long period of time. Yeah. So yeah. after hearing my take on Peter, yeah. would you say Peter has little faith now? I would, I, you know, I'm not going to question what Jesus said. Yeah. He said, but compared to the others in the boat, mm-hmm. he had great faith. Yeah. Compared to what Jesus' expectations were. Yeah. He had little faith. Well, our assumption when he said little faith, too, was like it was degrading in some way. Mm-hmm. Little's, okay, I'll take little. Jesus telling me little? He yeah. Little to him is like huge yeah. Yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. that's why he's got to be that measuring stick, right? And I think a lot of times, including myself, you know, people, people, well, I'm not as bad as that, or I haven't least done this, and that's where I talk, you know, in my groups about that threshold, that mm-hmm. worst case scenario threshold. Like we can't gauge life by worst case scenario. You just created a larger uh, threshold. Yeah. But Jesus is the measuring state mm-hmm. stick. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. You can't compare yourself to. The, I can't compare myself to you. But well, at least I'm not. You don't yeah. do that. I can. We can't do that to each yeah. other. Yeah. Right. Don't compare your successes to mine, mine to yours, etc. Because the, the ultimate success is how close can we get to yeah, to him in the water. Yeah. that That's where it's at. Yeah. And we know when we, um, our day is to be in heaven, we're with him at that point. Yep. Right? Yep. So we can't expect that here on earth. And meaning that, mm-hmm. and that's where I get the whole, we weren't, we weren't, he wasn't supposed to walk all the way to Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just not, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And again, it's that crushing and, and that breaking down to build up. Mm-hmm. to get these guys because he had to have them carry on the word afterwards. He had them go preach at Pentecost. He had to have you know all these many things to keep mm-hmm. doing. So he had a short period of time in the big scheme of things to take these regular guys that he chose and mold them into like life lesson stuff from the feeding of 5,000, which they did nothing mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. 
to the second where it's like, all right, now I've got to see, you know, you was on a high and you mm-hmm. were all high five and chest bumping. Now I need to see you in a storm and I need to see that same consistency with you. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think Jesus done it to prove to himself. Yeah. Were Peter was in his faith, but to prove to Peter where he stood in his faith. Yeah. And that's why we have storms. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's to prove to us, you know, because we can sit here and we're, oh, yeah, man, we're Fight Club. Yeah, we do this podcast. Yeah, we got Fight Night. Yeah, we do this mm-hmm. and do that. If we get a storm, yeah. where are we at? Rubber you, hits the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Proofs in the pudding. Yeah. Let's we're go. still going to fail. Yeah, man. It, it's. But I hope to fail less. Or, you know, I had a football coach one time because, you know, you're not supposed to hit the quarterback. Red shirt. Unless they deserve it. Yeah. Huh? Unless they deserve it. And you just take the take the. Well, take in the... this case, he didn't. <laughs> and even if he did, you weren't allowed to hit it. All right. So I remember in high school, man, I come off in, I come hard, man. I was probably a freshman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I accidentally hit the quarterback. But it's one of those things where I did a rip move around the tight end. And I got there and my momentum took me into it. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going with this. Yeah. And I remember my coach looking at me. He's like, man, don't apologize, man. I'm not going to make you apologize for going 100%. Mm. And that's what we got to do with Jesus. Our, where's our momentum? We're going to hit We're going to hit obstacles. Sometimes obstacles are the way. They're not in the way. Okay. Yeah. We're going to hit things. We're going to have challenges. We're going to have storms. Okay. Where's our momentum going? Yeah. Are we retracting or are we moving forward through yeah. Christ? Yeah. Yeah. That's our measuring stick. Yeah. For sure. I like it, man. So I hope you, a uh, little bit different perspective, could be argued, blah, 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 but still it makes sense, and it's definitely something you could share with someone else, uh, especially if they're in a storm. Yeah, and, man. Um, a yeah. great, great message, man. I appreciate it, like always. Look forward to Friday night. Yeah, fight night. Look forward in the morning, man. Fight club. I know, fight club. 6 a.m. Yeah, I get there at 5. I get up at 420. I already did that Monday out. Yeah. Do you need me there at 5? No, I do have a couple guys that show up at five though. Start I mean, I might have to get up and walk starting at four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Won't be long. Yeah. Won't be long. Car be fixed. That'd be good. Six o'clock in the morning, Long Hollow. Yep. Over in the garage area in the youth building. Yep. Every Thursday, six a.m. Come join us at the Fight Club. Um, if you're available, open invitation Friday night, yep. six o'clock. Six a.m. for Fight Night. Um, gonna have a lot of good. Sp- Good testimonies there. Yeah. Some music. <clears throat> some chili. Yeah. Maybe even some healthy chili. Mm. But going to be a great night. Brian's Motorsports, Hendersonville, Tennessee. Hope to see each and every one of y'all. Um, it's a couple of days from now. Make sure you share this with your friends and family. We always appreciate when you do that. Make sure that you rate the show when you listen to it. That helps us show up in algorithms of of um, searches when people search Christian yep. podcasts, et cetera. So make sure you guys do that. Um, also, if you follow the show, it'll automatically notify you when we upload a new new episode. So, guys, we appreciate you, as always. And until next time, God bless.